From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Thanks for inviting me into your home. Come on in, set yourself down, and warm yourself by the electronic bonfire. This radio program is all about challenging conventional wisdom, cutting against the grain. And admittedly, this show is not for everyone, because we don't run with the herd. It's not an easy path, I don't need to tell you that. The search for truth can be painful, inconvenient. It can get in the way of a normal life. Let me give you an idea. When I shop at Ikea, I like to walk against the arrows. Drives the people shopping there and the people who work there nuts. You're supposed to walk in the same direction as the arrows. I don't even go there to shop. I just walk against the arrows to see what kind of reaction I'll get. Anyway, I, um, I'll give you a perfect example about uh, cutting across the grain or challenging conventional wisdom. I think tonight's offering is a perfect example. I don't think there's a single person listening to this program who hasn't been touched by heart disease. How many of us just take it for granted that the culprit behind heart disease is cholesterol? We recite it like a mantra, right? Case closed. Cholesterol leads to blocked arteries, heart attacks, strokes. How many millions of at-risk patients, tens of millions, are taking some kind of medication to lower cholesterol based on that reasoning or rationale, like Lipitor or Statin? It's a multi-billion dollar industry. But are they effective? Do we even stop and ask that question? Are we fighting the war against heart disease on the wrong front. My next guest has taken a pretty controversial approach to heart disease. And uh, let me just say this. We don't have a, a pre-produced medical disclaimer on this show that we play coming in or coming out or going into commercial breaks. So I'm going to offer a disclaimer right now, just in the interest of being responsible and fair. What you're about to hear is my guest's considered it professional and scientific opinion. You listen Take it all in, make notes, ask your doctor, do your own research. But it starts here, it starts now, tonight. Because my guest is about to lay out an argument that mainstream scientists have turned white into black by ignoring all conflicting issues, by twisting and exaggerating trivial findings, by citing studies with opposing results in a way to make them look supportive, and by ignoring or scorning the work of critical scientists. He argues, and will argue, cholesterol is not the culprit. Animal fat is not the culprit behind heart disease. Dr. Ufa Ravenskov is the author of The Cholesterol Myths. He graduated from the University of Copenhagen with an M.D., He went on to become an assistant professor and independent researcher, as well as director of THINKS, the international network of cholesterol skeptics. His published books include Ignore the Awkward, How the Cholesterol Myths Are Kept Alive, and Fat and Cholesterol Are Good for You. He's also a member of the editorial board of Journal of Lipids and a member of International Science Oversight Board. He joins us live on the line from his home in Lund, Sweden, where it is very early in the morning, and we appreciate Dr. Ufa Ravenskov joining us. How are you, Dr. Ravenskov? 
<clears throat> I'm okay. Well, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Uh, you you being up so early. Uh, let's let's start with some some definitions here. What exactly is cholesterol? Well, cholesterol is one of our most important molecules. Uh, it, it's named as a fat. It is it is not a fat. It is a complicated molecule which we use to build all our cells and nerves. All cell walls are constructed by. Cholesterol. You couldn't live without cholesterol, and we use it for producing many of our most important hormones. Uh, but we're told, Dr. Ravenskoff, that there are there is good cholesterol, something called HDL, and then there's bad cholesterol, which is LDL, and it's that the the LDL which clogs up our plumbing and leads to heart attacks and strokes. True, not true. It's not true. It's nonsense. There's only one type of cholesterol. It is transported in the blood because cholesterol is not, you cannot dissolve cholesterol in water or blood. So therefore you have small taxes called LDL and HDL, the lipoproteins. They carry cholesterol around in the body. Uh, and the, the, the good and bad cholesterol, uh, it, it uh, describes the, the, the taxes, not the, the very cholesterol. Uh, for those uh, listening and saying, okay, this sounds interesting and he's a doctor, but give us a sense of your credentials. What kind of a doctor are you? I'm a, I'm a medical doctor. I'm a specialist in internal medicine and nephrology. Those, that's the but kidney. It, those are the kidneys, right? Yes. Yes. And internal medicine is all kinds of, of, of medicine. Uh, well, that is built on, on biochemistry and clinical examination. Uh, but uh, you need not be a doctor to understand that this is the, the, the world's greatest medical scandal ever, the cholesterol campaign. And uh, hopefully I'll be able to, to tell you why in this program. I'm very happy to be able to do that. Well, you know, I, I'm guessing there are people sitting at home listening, and they might be on some of these cholesterol-lowering uh, medications, things like Lipidor and Statin. Uh, and yeah. I and I know I have family members that are taking that that were taking Statin, uh, and and uh, I doctors are really keen on getting as many people on these drugs as possible. They seem convinced. Uh, that you know this is the uh, this is the best weapon in their arsenal against heart disease. How have they? How is it that we have all been uh, led astray? If your theory is correct, uh, for so long. I mean, how did this happen? Well, you see, the idea that high cholesterol is uh, a bad guy is, of course, of enormous economic interest for the for the medical industry, the industry that makes medical drugs. Because uh, if you think that high cholesterol is dangerous and you have to lower it, then most of mankind need to take a cholesterol-lowering drug. You include all healthy people in the world. Because before the cholesterol campaign, a normal cholesterol was between about 4 and 7. But now... If if it's over five, you are you have high cholesterol and you 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 are a high risk of uh, getting a heart disease. They say, but this is nonsense. The, the, this idea is built on a study in Framingham, made in uh, the early 60s, 
they found that the researchers in Fram- in Framingham they found that uh, those with high uh, those who died of of a heart attack they have had their cholesterol was a little higher uh, six, six or seven years earlier. Oh, they say we atherosclerosis is built by cholesterol, and cholesterol was higher in, in the patients with heart disease. Ergo, high cholesterol is the bad guy. But there was very little difference between the cholesterol, those with heart attack and those without. And you can't use this argument. You can also say that yellow fingers is a risk factor for for uh, lung cancer. It's a fact. But it, it doesn't help to take away the yellow color. It's much a better idea to stop smoking. So, and why, you, you should, instead you should ask, why was cholesterol a little higher? And this is a complicated answer to that. So I'll, I'll wait for that. But uh, you cannot use such a thing to say that that just because it is a little higher, then it's the cause. And there are many, many studies that have shown that it can impossibly be so. I can mention that the Framingham researchers themselves, they uh, analyzed, they studied or examined their patients uh, 30 years later. And what they found was that those whose cholesterol had went down during these 30 years, they had died more often from heart disease than those whose cholesterol went up. Say that again, because that, that's, that's fascinating. Say it again. In, during these 30 years, those people whose cholesterol went down during the time, more had died from heart disease than among those whose cholesterol had went upwards. Now, is this, I mean, how much currency is this gaining in the medical community? Or are you one of the few sort of lone wolves crying in the wilderness about this? Or is this becoming more and more accepted? And it, it goes very, very slowly. But there is an increasing understanding that this is, uh, this is fraud. Uh, I can say that uh, I have organized a group of uh, more than 100 researchers and a third of them are professors all around the world. And we are, all of us agree that this is fraud. The cholesterol campaign is built on fraud. And what about and, animal fats? Uh, do they play any role in, in heart disease or clogging up the, the arteries? It's the same nonsense. We are built, our body consists mainly of animal fat. And we produce it every day in great amounts. When you eat uh, bread, for instance, the, the carbohydrates is immediately uh, uh, transferred to animal fat. We store our energy as animal fat in our fat cells. And there's absolutely no evidence that animal fat is dangerous for human health. Uh, already in 19... 98, I published uh, a review of all what has been written about animal fat. And what I found was that more than 30 studies uh, have found that those who uh, eat much animal fat, they are not at higher risk than those who eat very little. There's no difference. And at that time, there were nine scientific experiments where the, the scientist had lowered the food's content of saturated fat for the uh, in, in, in the uh, patients 
and none of them showed any effect. Now, is this political, uh, trying to get this message out? For, I, I'm always fascinated by the peer-reviewed process in journals. Well, the music is, is coming up here, which means we're going to a break, uh, Dr. Ravenskoff, and when we come back, we'll get into this. But I'd like, to, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the politics of the peer-review process and whether... Uh, in certain cases, and perhaps this one, when we're talking about the cholesterol myths, as you describe them, uh, whether the politics of the peer review process may be one of the problems. Back with more of my conversation with Dr. Uf, Ufa Ravenskoff, the author of The Cholesterol Myths and Ignore the Awkward, How the Cholesterol Myths Are Kept Alive, as well as Fat and Cholesterol Are, wait for it, Good for You. Right here on The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back. Dr. Uffe Ravenskopf stays with us on the line from his home in Lund, Sweden, uh, this morning, tonight. And uh, he, the author of The Cholesterol Myths, I wanted to ask you about the peer-reviewed journals. Let's say, for example, uh, Dr. Ravenskov, and maybe you have uh, published uh, something, you submitted it, uh, uh, an article, a study about this very issue, the fact that cholesterol, as you say, is not the culprit, and you submitted it to uh, Cardiovascular Diseases and Diagnosis, a peer-reviewed journal. Uh, how difficult... Would it be for you to get it published? I mean, is there politicking involved? Does the fact that these journals often are filled with ads for Lipidor and Statin and other uh, pharmaceuticals, does that play a role? Certainly. I can tell you that before I started uh, studying the uh, cholesterol issue, uh, I was a nephrologist and I published uh, about 25 papers about uh, 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 renal function. I have never made any problems publishing these papers, but as soon as I started publishing uh, or submitting manuscripts with, criti with a critical view on the cholesterol issue, it's, it, they, most of these uh, attempts were, uh, were refused. So I, I, I think that I had, I've had about, to, I've had to send my manuscript to four or five or six different medical journals before it has been accepted and many of them have never been accepted for publication although I have succeeded in publishing more than 100 uh, papers and letters in the scientific journals in the international journals but it it takes much work to, to succeed with such things because I mean do they question your methodology do they try and discredit your work <laughs> yes they, they are considering my life a, a, a crank. And what they do, most of the medical journals, they are dependent on uh, the pharmaceutical companies, not only because they, they pay for the advertisements, they also buy, uh, uh, when they publish a paper, they ask for a, a million or two uh, uh, numbers of that paper, of that uh, article on paper. To, to send to all the doctors in the world. And they have enormous income from the drug companies, the medical journals. So they are very hesitant to, to publish critical views on cholesterol and saturated fat. Uh, 
Uh, to me, this is the elephant in the room that nobody, I, I mean, it's so obvious, and yet nobody is out there screaming bloody murder about it, and that is the conflict of interest between pharmaceutical companies and physicians. Listen, I have yes. wonderful physicians. You're a doctor. that You do wonderful work. You know, we need you. But when doctors in this country, in this province, in this city where I am now seated, are, are wined and dined and flown to conferences uh, by pharmaceutical companies, and then they in turn uh, prescribe those same pharmaceuticals uh, to their patients, to me, that is an egregious conflict of interest. It should not be allowed without full disclosure. Uh, and, and to me, it just, it's immoral. And yet nobody, nobody talks about it. No. Oh, there, there are exceptions. I would mention uh, Professor uh, Peter Goetje. He's a Danish professor in the, the, the largest uh, university in Copenhagen and uh, the largest Danish uh, university in Copenhagen. He has published a book last year, what, a book he called Deadly Medicines and Organized Crime, How Big Pharma Has Come Corrupted Healthcare. Now, if, if this wasn't true, he, the, the drug companies should have drawn him to a court immediately because it's a very serious accusation. But no one has done that because he has documented all the fraudulent behaviors uh, in his book. There are more than 900 references to the scientific literature and to court protocols. Let's get back. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go you ahead. Uh, I want to get back to to cholesterol. Is there a dietary component to cholesterol? In other words, I mean, I know we know that it's produced by the body, but can you can you increase cholesterol levels? I know it's not the culprit, as you say, uh, or that's what you're arguing. But can you increase cholesterol levels or decrease them through diet? No, cholesterol uh, changes uh, many factors uh, influence the level of cholesterol in our blood. The most influential factor is stress. If you become stressed, the cholesterol may raise in, 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 the, in a half an hour by up to 40%. Uh, you can, when are you a smoker, the cholesterol will be a little higher also. And if you get infection, if you get an infection, the cholesterol will go up also. So cholesterol react on many, uh, in many ways. Uh, but the diet has no influence. You can eat as much cholesterol you want because if you eat much cholesterol, uh, the liver and the other cells, they stop their own production. And if you eat too little, they increase their production because every cell in our body is able to produce cholesterol. Cholesterol is, uh, is very, is, you can't live without cholesterol. So every cell in the body is able to produce its own cholesterol. All right, so here's the million-dollar question then, Dr. Ravenskoff. If cholesterol is not the culprit, if animal fat, if these things are not to blame for heart attacks, what is the culprit? Well, that's a good question, and it's not that easy to answer. But we, uh, and we, with we, I mean myself and Kilmer McCulley, we have published uh, two papers where we uh, explain how uh, atherosclerosis may uh, be created. I'll mention Kilmer McCulley, he's a guy, American researcher who, he was the guy who discovered the association between uh, homocysteine and atherosclerosis. 
And when he published that, that his first paper on that issue, where he showed that hom- the level of homocysteine was much closer correlated with degree of atherosclerosis than cholesterol, he lost his position and all his research money. We have book- published uh, two papers about this issue. We think that the critical uh, point is uh, the small uh, vessel that uh, serve the RCL wall with with blood. RCL walls have uh, are, are supplied with blood as well as all other organs in our body, and these small vessels may be obstructed by uh, uh, bacteria collected. Uh, uh, what are you saying? Well, I miss. Perhaps I should start to tell you what very few know, that the lipoproteins, LDL and HDL and VLDL, they are participating in the immune system. They are, uh, they bind and inactivate all kinds of bacteria and viruses immediately in our body. This has been studied by more than a dozen research, researchers, research groups around the world, but very few re, uh, doctors and researchers know about it. Uh, and uh, but but these uh, LDL and HDL they bind the bacteria and virus and they make uh, uh, these clumps of bacteria they may have uh, difficulties passing the small vessels that supply the arterial wall with with oxygen and, and food and uh, when these small vessels are obstructed the vessel wall may die a little a part of the vessel wall may die and here the, the bacteria can come out and and uh, uh, injure the vessel wall well it's a long and complicated story so I, 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 it may be difficult to understand for for the listeners well, it sounds like you're saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like you're saying that ba- that, that bacteria or a virus may yes. be... What about inflammation? We always hear about inflammation. Uh, all, yes. Well, it's said that now we know that atherosclerosis is caused by inflammation. That is not true either, because inflammation is our body's reaction to infections. This is a, a, a good idea to start inflammation because we, we combat bacteria and viruses by inflammation. So, but it's, a, it's correct that, in, that uh, during the development of arthritis, the arteries are inflamed, but it is not the inflame, inflammation that produces atherosclerosis, it's the microorganisms that induce inflammation Okay. What is causing the plaque then to build up in the arterial walls that causes the blockages that, that can lead to well, heart attacks? We, we think that the plaques are simply scars after an infection. And, and the plaques in the arterial wall, they look just like a, a, a scar in the skin. If you have an a, a infection in the skin, it will heal, leaving a little scar. And inside this scar, you will also find cholesterol. Cholesterol is incorporated to strengthen the, the, the cell walls to, to, and also to strengthen the arterial wall. Because if you have an infection in the arterial wall, the arterial wall may become weak. And to, to, cons- uh, to, to, to protect us, we, we built in cholesterol and, and uh, other things in the arterial wall. This is called atherosclerosis. So again... 
Atherosclerosis is not a, a disease. It's a, it's a scars after a disease. The arterial sclerosis, is, this is important, I want to repeat it. You're saying the arterial sclerosis is not the disease, it's the result of the disease. Yes. The scarring of the arterial the walls. of the arteries. And again, the, the actual culprit is, is bacterial or viral. Yeah. Well, other things may obstruct the, these small vessels in the arterial walls. For instance, stress. If you stress, these small vessels, all kinds of vessels, they, they constrict. So uh, a stress situation may participate as well and other factors. But I, we think that uh, infections is the most important cause. And there are many uh, proofs of, of that association. For instance, uh, people who get a, a heart attack or a stroke they have, uh, almost half of them have had an infectious disease uh, the, the, the last months before they uh, get the, the disease, the, the stroke or the myocardial infection. And all kinds of uh, antibodies in, in, in our blood, they signal, uh, they, are, they show an increased risk of stroke and uh, myocardial infection as well. Go ahead. Did you? We, uh, I didn't want yes. to. There, there are more. Uh, yeah, we have a few more. minutes. Please continue. Yes. Uh, there, for instance, a risk factor for heart disease is uh, dental disease, and dental disease, the, the disease in, in uh, the, they, they are always caused by bacteria and viruses. We have found, or other researchers have found, uh, dental bacteria in the arterial walls. All kinds of bacteria have been uh, uh, identified in the uh, in atherosclerotic arteries. So, so an, a, an abscessed tooth, for example, could lead ultimately to a heart attack. Yes, not only an abscess, also uh, what is called the the, the the tissue around the teeth when it is inflamed, they are filled with bacteria. This the same type of bacteria can be found in atherosclerotic arteries. Fascinating. And in an Italian study, uh, the Italian researchers, they, they treated these uh, two infections in uh, 35 patients. And uh, after half the year, they could see that the degree of atherosclerosis in their vessels had decreased. This is fascinating. Fascinating. A link between dental, dental health and, and heart disease. Dental health and heart disease. Yes. So, and the effect was much, much better than ever, than we have ever seen in any trial where we have used uh, statins to compare, to prevent, to prevent heart disease or prevent atherosclerosis. The effect using uh, treatment of of the the, the teeth was much greater. And they also could show it with statistical significance in 35 patients. If you, if you shall, if you uh, will show that statin treatment is effective, you have to include several thousands of patients to get a difference. The difference is very, very small. I, I, I can explain it to you. If you, if you are about 65 years and you have had, you have already had a heart attack, you're, chance of living in the next five years is about 
75 or 80%. But if you take a statin, you will you can increase your chance to survive from 80 to 82%. It's a very, very small effect. All right, listen, uh, Dr. Alvin Scoff, we'll take a time out. We'll come back and we'll uh, uh, explore that idea a little bit further. Pretty fascinating, remarkable revelatory information coming to us uh, tonight, this morning, from Lund, Sweden. Cholesterol and fat are not the culprits behind heart disease. And there is, perhaps, a significant link between dental health and heart disease. So says my guest, Dr. Ufa Ravenskoff, back with more of The Conspiracy Show, right here. Stay with us. Different views make great conversation. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And we are back with Dr. Uf Ravenskoff from Lund, Sweden, talking about the cholesterol myths. Uh, now... What what do we make of the of the uh, the genetic component in, in with heart disease? If if one of the culprits is bacteria and, and a virus, uh, what is the genetic component? Well, that's a difficult question. But what, what I can mention is that uh, 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 well, I'm not call it disease uh, a disorder called familial hypercholesterolemia. It's a disorder where people are born with very high cholesterol. It has been shown that those with the highest cholesterol among these people, they do not die more often from a heart disease than those with, whose cholesterol is raised just a little. There's no difference. But their risk factor is that some of, a few of these people are born with coagulation uh, problems. The blood will coagulate more easily than uh, in, in other people. And these, these few people, they die uh, young at a young age by heart disease. But most of them, they survive, and they're, they're mean, they, their life is just as long as other people's. This is another uh, fact. Well, I would like to tell you about the, the many studies that, that have shown that high cholesterol is not, uh, a, 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 is not the cause. For instance, there's no study having shown that high cholesterol is a risk factor in women. High cholesterol, old people, old people with high cholesterol, they live longer than old people with low cholesterol. There are more than 20 studies that have shown that. And last year, uh, two American studies were published. The first one was a study of more than 140,000 patients who had been uh, submitted to hospital with an acute heart attack. All patients, or most patients in the United States during a long period, they, the doctors measured their cholesterol when they were submitted to the hospital on the same day. And guess what? Their mean cholesterol was lower than healthy people's cholesterol. What did they conclude? Oh, we have to lower cholesterol even more. <laughs> and this was was the the next study the, the researchers in the next study did they they come up with the same uh, the same result their patients with acute uh, heart disease their cholesterol was lower than normally so they increased the the the, the statin doses in these patients and followed them for three years and what happened those whose cholesterol went down the most. Among those who were three times more who had died from heart attack. 
Wow. Compared with those whose cholesterol was unchanged or only lowered a little more, three times more died from heart disease. How 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 do these stat how do statins and Lipidor uh, work? What do they do? <laughs> well, just a moment. I'll, I'll just mention their conclusion of the last paper. Okay. What 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 do you think they say? We have to lower it even more. <laughs> right. That's. Right, they are so married. They are. It's like a religion. They are so married to the idea that cholesterol is the culprit that that no no level of cholesterol is safe as far as they're concerned. No, no. Well, the statins are poisonous. They stop the production or, or inhibit the production of cholesterol, but also the production of, of all of all important molecules. For instance, the coenzyme Q10. Q10 is a normal substance in all of our cells, and you, you cannot produce energy without Q10. And uh, the statins, they block the production of Q10, and, and all the, which means that you, you will, it will be much more difficult to, to renew your body, to renew your cells. Renewing of our cells is a steady process from we are born to we die. Some of our cells die, and they are exchanged with new cells, but you need Q10 to produce these new cells, and you also need cholesterol. So, uh, when you use when you take a cholesterol drug, you will inhibit these processes, and the side effects from cholesterol treatment are uh, they reflect these uh, these uh, these processes or or the, the, the for instance, the most the most common side effect is muscular problems. Oh, the, the, the researchers say muscular problems is in only in 1% of the patients. But this is not true. Uh, the reason they use this, the, the figure 1% is that they only, uh, they only register the muscle symptoms if uh, a, a substance in the blood is raised more than 10 times of the normal. But uh, other researchers have found that muscular problems occur in statin patients without any uh, raise of this molecule. And independent researchers have found that, especially among women, muscular problems uh, are very common. About 40% of women who use statin treatment, they, get, they become tired or, or get pains in the muscles after half a year. Okay, Dr. Ravenskopf, got to take a time out. We'll come back and continue to talk about the cholesterol myths. Once again, a disclaimer, consult your physician. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Shaking the world and seeing what falls. This is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And we are back with Dr. Ufa Ravenskopf. And um, uh, as I say, uh, Dr. Ravenskopf, many people listening... Uh, to the to this program uh, are on some sort of cholesterol medication. It might be statin, might be Lipidor, uh, and and they trust their physician. And uh, I mean, what do you what do you say to your doctor uh, who is insistent that you you be on these medications? Uh, you know, they're going to go into their office maybe in the next couple of weeks after listening to this program. What what how do we how do they handle that? What do you what do you suggest? Oh, this is very difficult for most doctors consider me as a crank, as I told you. Uh, but I, I would suggest that 
those who are uh, ordered uh, cholesterol-lowering drugs to go into the web and Google with my name and they will find uh, I have several websites with much information about that. They need not me uh, buy my books. You, you can get uh, much information on the internet. In fact, the, my first book, The Cholesterol Miss, it's freely available now. I have made it freely available on the web. So just go to, to my website. Uh, what, what I would like to, to tell the listeners is about all the side effects because very few doctors know about them and very many patients suffer from them. But uh, the side effects are typical for uh, for the symptoms that appear with increasing age. And therefore, the doc- when you come and say, oh, I, I can't, re- my remembrance has been very bad, I can't remember anything. Oh, well, how old are you? Well, I... You, you are 75, you know, this is a symptom of old age, so you have to accept that. But uh, I, I have mus- I'm, my muscles are weak, yes. Your muscles become weak when you get old. It's also normal. I can't sleep, I get, uh, yes, there's another problem with old age, and so forth. There are many symptoms uh, that uh, the, will not be accepted as side effects, but in fact they are. So you're saying that uh, the side effects of these cholesterol medications can be uh, memory loss, muscle stiffness, fatigue, uh, and, and that these are generally attributed to the onset of old age, but it's the medication that's at fault. Yes, yes. The problem is that the side effects do not appear immediately. I mean, if you uh, do not tolerate penicillin, you'll, you'll know it the day after you have got the first penicillin dose. But it, it may take weeks or months before the side effects from statin treatment occur. And therefore, it's very easy to, to, to misinterpret these symptoms as signs of increasing age. Uh, but uh, stop the, if you stop taking the drug uh, a, a few days or a few weeks, you will, you will experience that these so-called signs of early age, they disappear. Have there been peer-reviewed studies uh, that have delved into these side effects that you just uh, uh, detailed? Uh, yes. Uh, well, uh, there are many, many trials, but they are performed by in- industry-paid researchers, and you can't uh, you can't uh, believe in the re- in the results from these trials. And there are an increasing skepticism among researchers about the side effects, for instance, and they have therefore asked the drug companies to show the, 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 their protocols because they don't believe in what they have printed in the medical journals. We want to see the protocols. No, you can't do that, they say. You're not allowed to do, to do that. These are private. These belongs to the, to the medical company. But I mean, if you are an honest researcher, there should be no problem by showing the, the, pro- the protocols, but you are not allowed to, to, to get into the protocols. You should be, I, I think it's a very, uh, it's very, I, I become very suspicious when here's such thing. How, how big an industry is the cholesterol medication industry? It's enormous. There was a, 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 an article in an American economical uh, magazine in uh, some years ago. They told about 
I think it was the year 2002. I'm, I'm not sure, but it, it, it was about that time. At that time, they made a list of the 500 most prosperous uh, companies in the world. And among these 500 were 10 drug companies as well. The income, or the, the what do you call it, the, 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 what they gained, the, the profit, the profit from these 10 medical companies, drug companies, the profit uh, together was higher than the combined profit of the 490 other companies in the world. These 10 companies earned more money than the 419 other companies. And among these 490, you have the, 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 the oil industry, the, the weapon industry, the, the car industry, whatever. How, how many, do we know how, what percentage of the world's population is currently on some sort of cholesterol reducing medication? Uh, I know, I, 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 I have the figures for Sweden. In Sweden, we are about 9 million people and, and almost 1 million of these people are taking statins and most of them are healthy people. Well, what I didn't mention was that the, the effect of, on healthy people, people whose only problem is high cholesterol, is minimal if, if there is any benefit at all. You can calculate the benefit from the, the trials. You can say that the, a, a person with high cholesterol age 50 years, uh, his or her chance to survive the next five years is about 97%. 97% of those with high cholesterol, they will survive the next five years. But if you take a statin, you will increase your survival by up to 97.2%. So no, no that, significant that is, difference. There is no significant benefit as regards mortality. There is a small benefit as regards non-fatal heart disease. Not even statistically significant, is it? What do you say? Is it even statistically significant? Uh, yes, but it's very, very small. And what, what the researchers forget, and also all doctors forget, is that very many who uh, suffer from a heart attack or a stroke, they will survive and with minimal symptoms afterwards. Some will survive without any symptoms at all. Heart disease and stroke is not that serious disease as it was for 50 years ago. And again, we should point out that the the book is available for free on your website. Let me give yes. the uh, the URL triple w dot and then your last name Ravenskov, and it's spelled R A V N S K O V dot N U Ravenskov dot N U. And I've linked to your site at richardserrett.com. All they need to do is click on your name. Yes. On the home page. Well, you, have, you have, you, you can add after ramscott.nu slash, uh, cm, uh, with, uh, large, uh, um, cm with, with large figures. Capital <laughs> letters. Okay. So, ravenskov.nu forward slash and then capital letters cm. Yes. There you have my first book. Uh, for free, I, I think it's it's so important. Say, uh, so I, I have offered it for free. There is a uh, an article uh, on your website 
and it's it's news from the World Health Organization, a dietary U-turn. What is the latest news from the World Health Organization regarding cholesterol? Well, I don't know if they have uh, uh, any news. Well, they they have. Um, oh yes, the, uh, uh, you are referring to the last report I published a few years ago. Well, they wrote that there's no evidence. Uh, whatsoever that saturated fat is bad. There's no evidence whatsoever. In spite of that, they conclude you should lower your intake of saturated fat. So the report said there's no link between saturated fat and cholesterol or and, and heart disease, but at the no. end of the report, they're saying reduce your consumption of saturated fat. Yes, that's right. <laughs> it's almost like a religion, isn't it? Yes, it's worse than that. Uh, you have you have no benefit from it. <laughs> ah, excellent point. Yes, excellent point. So, uh, has are, is big pharma lining up against you? Have they tried to discredit you? Is it difficult for you to practice? Well, I'm not a practitioner any longer. I'm 80 years old, but uh, I'm only doing research. They can't uh, harm me in any way, other than than. Uh, Ignoring me, and this is also what they have done mostly. But more and more researchers uh, are awakening now. In the British Medical Journal, there have been a long discussion about the dietary uh, advices about saturated fat, and all are agree that saturated fat is not bad. In fact, many studies have shown that those people who eat very many uh, di- di- dairy dairy products they are more healthy than other people. They get cancer less often and, and they get uh, heart disease less often than, than people who uh, have uh, restricted their intake of saved fat or uh, daily products. How is this myth, if, uh, as you say, this myth, how has it been allowed to, to exist for so long? If the science is that bad, if the correlation simply isn't there, how has it been propped up for so long? Well, as I said, uh, the, the drug industry is the world's uh, most prosperous industry. They have very many money. They can do everything. They can infiltrate the, the Congress, and, and they have more uh, people in the Congress than there are members of the Congress. And they, they pay the, the, the medical journals. The medical journals cannot survive without uh, economical uh, 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 support from the drug companies. And almost all researchers who are studying the cholesterol problem or dietary problem, they are paid by the industry, and they, they are very generous. All, all uh, congresses, medical congresses about, uh, about heart disease and brain disease, they are paid off or any other disease, they are paid by the, the drug companies. The drug companies pay for the Congress, they pay for, for the, the speakers, they pay the traveling costs, they give them a, a large amount to, give a, a, to present their view, and so forth. And in many countries, the doctors get paid. The more statin drugs they prescribe, the better they are paid. To me, that just seems entirely unethical. Yes, but it's allowed to continue. Yes. Why? Why isn't even the, someone well, doing something about this? Even the FDA, the American institution that should protect us against bad medicine, 
they uh, it is infiltrated by the drug industry. They pay many of the members in, in the FDA. They are paid by the drug industry. Well, there have been a number of whistleblowers here in Canada, former employees of Health Canada, who said yes. that they are instructed to, te- to treat the drug companies as clients. <laughs> yes. There are a lot of you uh, who dare to speak loudly. Uh, there's a, a Danish author, also, I can't remember his name. But uh, I would suggest that reading Peter Goetz's book about the drug company, he has proved that he has given all the proofs. Well, Dr. Ravenskov, I really appreciate you staying up or getting up so early in Sweden tonight, this morning, and a fascinating perspective on what we've sort of taken for granted for so long, the cholesterol myths. And uh, people can get a hold of that at your website. Just to, I've linked up to you on uh, richardserrett.com. So just click on Dr. Ravenskov's name, and it'll take you right there, and the book is there for free. Thank you so much, Dr. Ravenskov. Thank you for listening to me. All right. Uh, next week, of course, we'll talk about Ebola with Dr. John Apsley. In two weeks' time, the Honorable Paul Hellyer, former defense minister, former deputy prime minister of Canada, will be here to talk about his new book, The Money Mafia. Tim Spreen, Q, Albert Venzel, thank you. In the meantime, don't be afraid. There's nothing concealed that won't be revealed and nothing hidden that won't be made known. What you see in the dark, speak in the light. What I say in a whisper, proclaim from the housetops. Move over, Aphrodite. I'm coming home. Good night.